Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Aaron Sagers and this is Talking Strange. Hey there, spooky nerds. Welcome to Talking Strange, a paranormal pop culture show with the Den of Geek Network. I'm your host, journalist, author, and researcher of weird things, Aaron Sagers. Also from 28 Days Haunted on Netflix and Paranormal Caught on Camera on Travel Channel and the Max Streaming Service. We've taken a couple weeks off for the holidays, but we are back on track for a whole lot of paranormal and horror for 24, for 2024. In fact, with that in mind, have you made any spooky resolutions for the new year? Maybe there's a haunted location that you want to go to or go on an overnight camping trip slash Bigfoot hunt or go do some night sky watching, uh, looking for perhaps aliens and extraterrestrials. I would love to hear about it. Also, I always want to hear listener-submitted stories. In fact, I'm always asking for this. I'm asking for stories of encounters with the strange and unusual. But I admit, it has been a bit since I've sat down and read some of these. Let's face it, it's been a busy year. So for the first episode of 2024... I thought it might be a good time to share a handful of these. And remember, if you would like your story read in a future episode, email talkingstrange at denofgeek.com. You can even submit the audio or even video if you want to record it yourself instead of having it read by me. All right, make yourself comfortable, turn down the lights, hold on to a comforting beverage, maybe even a warm one, because it is time to get spooky. The first story today is titled, Spooky Tales for Aaron, by Dorothy. In 1991, I was about 24, just off active duty from the Army, and a labor and delivery nurse. I was driving in what was then still pretty rural North Georgia, along the Chesapeake River. I was heading to Atlanta to learn how to work complex deliveries at a larger hospital than my small one. The side of the road was a few old chicken houses here and there, with the ground and trees covered in kudzu vines down to the riverbank. It was fall and about 4 a.m., so very dark. As I'm rounding a gentle curve, I see, plain as day, solidly, a child, male, about four or five years old, standing by the side of the road. Slam on the brakes and slow down enough to pull past him onto the side of the road. I look into my rearview mirror and I see him in it, turned to face the car. I leaned over and reached into my glove box and I got my flashlight because, you know, dads and a wrench. And honestly, not sure why I grabbed the wrench other than my dad put it there. By the time I sat up and got out of the car, 
no kid. So now I'm worried. I'm calling, sweetie, where are you? Do you need help? Where are your parents, hon? I don't want the kid hiding from me in the vines, because of snakes, and I really don't want him running towards the river. I wade into this small verge, maybe about 50 feet, between the side of the road and the riverbank. Dark as hell, even with that flashlight. I'd say I'm maybe halfway to the river, and like the flip of a switch, some small mammal brain component in my mind kicks into gear. I was immediately almost in a panic, cold, and I was very clearly thinking, what the hell are you doing? Get out of here now, now, now. I straight up turned and ran. So that's scary, right? You wouldn't just chalk that up to a bad dream and forget it, would you? But I pulled back onto the road and within minutes gave it not another thought. I just put it out of my mind. I completely erased it. I remember, vaguely, being annoyed in Atlanta that I didn't make good time to the hospital because I'd planned on being really early to catch things before shift change and was only just on time for my shift. I worked a 12-hour day, then drove home. As I pulled off the highway onto the road in town along the river, I all of a sudden remember, dear God, I left a child alone in the woods. What the hell is wrong with me? This is pre-cell phones. So when I got home, I called a classmate who worked for the local sheriff's department. I was utterly mortified telling him what I had done. He, however, said, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Not what I was expecting. I woman explained to him that it was not fine and why it was not fine. He said, it's fine. This is not the first time that's happened. Let it go. Bye now. And, reading between the lines, I did. It really wasn't truly terrifying, though, until about 25 years later, when I told the story to one Aaron Sagers. And he said, Yeah, what would something have to look like to lure a young woman out of her car and into the woods at night? Literally, I have goosebumps right now thinking about that. All right, well, thank you, Dorothy, for sharing that story. And yes, I actually had heard that story before. I was the one Aaron Sagers that she told it to. And it is a creep-tastic story. Ever have anything like that? Also kind of calls to mind the tales of the black-eyed kids in my mind. But we're not done yet. Let's move on with another listener story. This one was emailed in with the title, My Encounter with the Paranormal, by Anonymous. Hello, my name is Redacted. For the purpose of this, I would like to remain anonymous. But this story is only one that a few select people who are close to me know about, mostly because... It's almost unbelievable. This was one of the very first encounters I've ever had, and it made me question everything. To this day, I still have no answers as to who or what I had seen. Growing up in Detroit, I lived right next door to this beautiful church. It had these towering stained glass windows with big blocks of purple, blue, and red glass. My friends and I would always play in the church parking lot, 
They had a nice grassy area with trees and a garden that was right next to the windows. The church had been abandoned for at least a year. There were deadbolts and chains on the doors, and we'd never seen anyone go in or out of it. One day, as my friends and I were playing, I was about 11 or 12 years old at the time, I had this chill run down my spine like I was being watched, and something told me to look over into the window. I didn't know it at the time, but my friend also had the same feeling. What I saw shook me to my core and gave me nightmares for years afterwards. I watched as this face peered around the corner of this window, but the thing that really scared me was its eyes. They were empty sockets, and the empty black space radiated out where the eyes should have been. This thing was so ghostly white, except the eyes. It was like they were completely void of anything. I took off running, not saying a word to my friends. I couldn't speak. I couldn't breathe. I immediately went into flight mode. I ran around the entire block, past my house, past the neighbors, and when I came around the corner, I was shocked to see my best friend. She took off around the block in the opposite direction as me, and when we locked eyes, we both said, wait, you saw it too? And she sure did. She described the exact same thing as me. Our other friends were so confused, and when we finally met back up with them, we had to explain what had happened, and we were both still shaking. We refused to go back to our usual spot to play. It took me many years before I would look at that church again. Eventually, someone bought it, and it was functional again. I still cannot explain what exactly it is that I witnessed it didn't look human. That's all I know. But why would it be in a church? Okay, Anonymous, thank you for that letter. I'm curious what you guys out there think about that one, about that story. As far as why it would be in a church, I mean, there's lots of theories surrounding that, of course, but maybe if it was a no longer a consecrated church, it could have just been a place where some things, some maybe creepy looking things, like to lurk and hide. Or there might even be something to the fact that something that appears nefarious could want to take up residence in a place that is considered so holy to make things a little topsy-turvy. What do you guys out there think about that story? So we have two back-to-back -back tales of encountering unusual forms in places that perhaps we least expect it, but we're not done yet, because our next tale was submitted by Bonnie, and it is titled Blue Ball in the Sky. Hello, Aaron. It was so nice to meet you at Gettysburg this past weekend. As we talked about, I have been in the transportation industry for 37 years. I ran coast to coast for years and saw many weird, unexplainable things. I will tell you a story now about the weird thing I saw in Tennessee one night. I was headed west to California. Since I'm not crazy about traffic, I like to drive at night. I was on Route 40 in Tennessee, about 100 miles east of Nashville. This time it was about 0130, 0200 in the morning. 
I was just riding and gliding, as we truckers call it, listening to some tunes, minding my own business. No traffic anywhere. I was in my zone. The night was cool. The sky was crystal clear. Stars everywhere. I was dropping off the mountain, coming out of Crossville, when from my left, which was west, came a blue light. It was a ball. The blue was strange, translucent, alive. It was coming slowly, slanting from the sky downward, slowly, purposefully, as if it had a life of its own. I was mesmerized, fascinated. I could hardly take my eyes off it. Ah, I scoffed to myself. It's just a shooting star. My mind argued with itself. But no, it's not going fast enough. It should have burned out by now. It's getting closer. This strange blue light passed right in front of my truck. Not fast, not slow, just passing through. It looked so close, I slowed down a bit. Then it lifted up and disappeared, just like that. It was gone. Thinking back, all I can remember is the event itself. It seems like the sound of my radio, the rumble of my truck. All the ambient noise just ceased. All that mattered at that moment was this blue blue ball. Okay, Bonnie, so that's a short little story, but definitely an impactful one. I love hearing from people that are driving across country. A lot of times, I mean, she speaks about driving from coast to coast and riding and gliding, which I love as an expression. When I've done call-ins to shows like Coast to Coast AM, I get a lot of callers from truckers, and we take uh, guests that are uh, listeners that are calling in to talk to the guests and they share stories like this. I always love hearing it because truckers, people in the transportation industry, they see a lot. They cover a lot of ground. They are out when other folks may have gone to bed. They're seeing landscapes at strange times that others may be missing. So I love this kind of tale. What do you guys think that was? I mean, it does fit within certain stories we've heard of UFOs, UAP phenomena, just something that almost seems alive, lights that almost seem alive. So, Bonnie, thank you for sharing that. And I want to hear from anyone else out there that has perhaps had an experience similar to Bonnie's. Okay, up next, we're not done yet. We have another story. Now, this one comes to us from listener Jamie, and it's a longer one, and it is titled... Strange and Unusual. I saw your Facebook post regarding the personal stories of the strange and unusual. I'm near from around the Appalachian Mountains, so I have several. When I was about 16, 17 years old, I'm 41 now, we lived in a very small town in southern West Virginia, about 30 minutes from Pikeville, Kentucky. It was up a small dirt road, maybe six houses within a two-mile stretch. We lived in my grandfather's home. He passed away when I was 13 days old, and my mom inherited the house. Alongside the house was a creek, and on the other side was the mountainside, with a small stream that ran near the back of the house that led up the mountain. We never ventured very far up the mountainside because, one, it was dangerous, and two, it was downright creepy. I was, still am, a night owl. I'm a nurse and even work the night shift. I have always been the last one to bed. And one night, I was up watching television when all of a sudden I heard 
a baby cry. Every time I tell this story, someone will say, oh, that was just a wild animal. I've been told foxes, panthers, even rabbits. People say they all have a crazy sounding scream. Now I have searched all of these animal sounds and more, and yes, they do have some bizarre screams and cries, but none came close to what I heard. I heard a legit newborn baby cry. I could hear the breaths. I could hear the crying. There was no denying that it was a human baby. I jumped up and I looked out the window, thinking maybe someone with a baby was outside, but nope. There was no one nearby that I knew of that had a baby. I ran and woke my mom up, and of course she blamed wildlife and told me to go to bed. I could not go to bed after that. Are you kidding me? The, the sound stopped after a few minutes, and I never had closure as to what it was. Even in the day of YouTube and Google, I still haven't found what it could have been. Anything logical, anyway. My mom did tell me, after we had moved and I was an adult, that her mom had two stillbirths in that house. I'm not sure if it's related or not, but it's definitely interesting. A few months later, I was sitting in my bedroom close to the window. Again, I was the only one awake, and I heard my name whispered three times. Jamie. 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 I jumped up, heart pounding, and I looked out the window. Nothing. I didn't hear anything more. I didn't see anything. Again, I woke my mom. She said, someone must have been playing a joke on me. Now, I didn't know anyone who, have, who would have done that. We lived in the middle of nowhere, and I didn't have the type of friends who would do that. I've thought about this stuff so much over the years. I've read accounts of folks hearing the same thing I have, but claim it to be strange creatures doing these things, trying to lure you outside. I never saw anything, just heard things. It was enough to terrify me. I still think about it almost 30 years later. And in that same area, I used to have to walk about a mile down the road to the bus stop in the dark. My cousin would often be down at the bus stop waiting as she lived further down the road. I was standing there, quietly waiting, looking off into the distance, when I noticed a strange light in the mountains directly ahead of me. It appeared suddenly, and then, all of a sudden, it was on the opposite side of the mountain. Then it appeared where it initially started, then disappeared. My cousin and I just looked at each other like, did you see that? We were talking about it and came to the conclusion that it was probably a spotlight. Maybe someone was signaling someone else? It was the biggest spotlight I had ever seen, if that was the case. There were always weird noises that came from those hills. So many creepy feelings surrounding them. I used to have nightmares about bodies in trees and getting lost in the forest. I love my home of West Virginia. But those hills are nothing to take lightly, that is for sure. Then when I was 18, I moved to Michigan. Nothing too crazy had happened here, nothing you can't explain away, except one time. I was asleep and facing the wall. There was nothing on this wall besides some luggage lined against it. 
I had suddenly woken up and I saw a blue slash turquoise light in front of my face. I just stared at it. It's kind of hard to explain and it sounds ridiculous, but it was a perfect rectangle shape and moved like the reflection of water does, but it was different. It was such a beautiful color of blue. I turned my head to see if anything could be causing that reflection or light or whatever it was, and there was nothing that I could see. By the time I turned my head, it was gone. I have no clue what that was about or what it could have been. Okay, last one. My brother passed away when I was 23 years old. I had just had my son, and he was 13 days old. My brother was 20 years old. It was very unexpected and tragic. He was such a good person. Losing him hit me like a ton of bricks. As expected, I did not take the news well. He, my sister, and myself were so close. We are the three musketeers, or stooges, depending on who you ask. It was so hard. A couple of months after his passing, I had a dream that he was sitting up on the hill in our childhood backyard by a tree we used to play near. This area has since been transformed into a family graveyard. It is where he is now buried. The tree is long gone. Anyway, in this dream, my brother was sitting by the tree and he was laughing at me. He was asking me, why are you so ha sad? I'm happy. Don't be sad. I'm happy now. It was so real. That's all I remember about the dream, but it was all I needed. He was happy. I hope this is what you're looking for. Please don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions. Okay, Jamie, thank you so much for that story. And this is a great story because it combines so many elements. First off, we have these kind of elements that do harken back to Dorothy's story. And we had the story of the, the face in the stained glass window by Anonymous. And then it also kind of calls back to Bonnie's story about the blue light. What I think is worth noting here for my perspective is these hills of Appalachia, Kentucky, West Virginia, I hear so many crazy things coming out of these these mountains. And not just in that region, but any area where there's such dense forest and mountains, you get these combo stories that could be ghostly, could be some sort of strange creature, cryptid, or even potential UFO phenomena kind of a cross-section, a hodgepodge of all of the spooky activity taking place. But I also quite like the story about her brother. Uh, as tragic as it is that he passed away when she was 23 years old, interestingly enough, she had just had her son and he was 13 days old, which connects to her earlier story. There is that visitation element which we hear a lot about with these paranormal stories that someone is coming back to check in on a loved one and say hey it's good like don't don't be sad i'm in a happier place and i always like those stories because i find that people that experience that it is quite profound and it definitely impacts their lives okay we have two more 
Uh, I should note that when I solicit some of these questions, I do ask for strange and unusual stories, and sure enough, a lot of the subject lines of the messages I get are strange and unusual, or strange encounters, or in this instance, strange occurrence. And this was submitted by Andy back in July of 2023. Pleasure meeting you at the Gettysburg Battlefield Bash, my friend. So my story just actually happened about two weeks ago. I work on the square in Gettysburg, and I live in Waynesboro. My route home takes me over South Mountain. It's winding and desolate in some places. The area Pond Bank is about halfway through this route, and it is known for lots of Sasquatch sightings. But the biggest urban legend is of a woman who, during the Depression, could not afford to feed her newborn and tossed it in the pond on this road. She realized what she had done and jumped in to save the baby, but ends up drowning along with it. There are stories of sightings all the time on this road of her, and the legend is she is trying to warn people of the treacherous turns ahead and to keep them from going too fast. Anyhow, I'm headed home one night around 10 p.m., and it's a bad storm coming, and I am with some high winds. As I made it past the pond, I get into an area where there is a 10-foot fence on one side and a drop-off on the other. There are no pullover areas and definitely no houses or anything within a couple miles either way. As I make a turn, there is an elderly woman walking with a cane. She's hunched over, but she stops, and I look over as she yells something. I make it up the road a few hundred yards, and there is a 90-degree turn with a pull-off. I decided to turn around because of the storm, and I wasn't sure if she yelled help or what. I go back, and she was nowhere to be found. I even got out and looked for her over the hill, but nobody. As I'm getting back in my car, a policeman pulls up and stops, and he asks me if things are okay because he was closing the road down until they removed that big-ass tree that was over the road right around that 90-degree turn. I turned around, and where that first turnaround I used was, there's also a dirt road that I can use, if needed, as an alternate route. I pull into that and get out, and see just around the turn a huge tree across the road. The cop said he got the call about 20 minutes prior. If I would not have turned around, I would have either hit it head on at about 30 miles per hour or would have gone over the mountain. To this day, I still look for that woman. Okay, Andy, strange occurrence. Thank you. And a... Perhaps a tale of warning, spectral warming, warning from that little old lady, but the beginning part of this story of the woman from the Depression who could not aff afford to feed her baby and tossed it in the pond, and then she went in after. That reminds me of La Llorona, the story of a woman that likewise drowned her babies because she found out that her lover had been with another man and out of grief. You know, unfortunately kills the babies but then is aware of what she does and is locked into spectral form and in some versions she's either haunting other people or warning other people but it is a pretty popular story so it seems like there are similarities to that one 
All right, we have a final story for this episode, and it is titled Strange Experience. Again, like I said, lots of strange and unusual and strange encounters and strange occurrences. The word strange is used a lot because that's what I ask for in my solicitations for these listener-submitted tales. Now, this one is sent in by Evan. Now, I know Evan. Evan is a buddy of mine who I've met along the way at the various Strange Escapes events. That word strange again. He's also one of our spooky nerds at the Geeky Creepy Tiki Travels Patreon, and that's patreon.com slash Aaron Sager, shameless plug. But Evan has a short tale to share, and yet it kind of ties it all together. Responding to your Facebook post about creepy stories, the creepiest thing I have ever seen. My wife and I were at the grocery store. There weren't many people there. It's a smaller store than the typical chain, and we both saw a girl, about seven years old, sitting on a bench near the pharmacy. She was dressed in a black shirt and black shorts. She looked dirty, but also pale face. As we turned into the aisle, we both looked at each other, asking if we had just seen that. After a few minutes of shopping in the aisles, the girl started walking towards us, but she passed right by us without looking at us or talking to us. And then she turned around from about three feet away. She stared at us and said in a monotone voice, I have to go find my parents now. She immediately turned back around and walked down the aisle. We did not see her again. At the time, we could only joke about how strange that was. But we still had a little part of us that was unsure if the event was paranormal. Looking back, I am more certain that it was. Okay, Evan, thank you for that one. And again, we seem to have a theme here. And this was not intentional because I kind of just randomly pulled a couple stories that I hadn't read yet for this episode. And now I'm seeing the theme that got a lot of uh, got stories of creepy faces and empty eye sockets and people's names being whispered, babies crying, uh, strange phantom children, things that call to mind the black eyed kids and even throwing in a few blue lights from the sky. I like all of it. I, I, I just always dig how there's overlap in these stories. And for me, I don't think that that means that the stories were made up or are being repeated as part of some sort of lore. Instead, I kind of wonder if these we're seeing these patterns because there's something to all of this. That's kind of where my mind goes. So what did you think about all these stories? What was your favorite? Does this call to mind any stories of your own distant past, recent past. I want to hear about it. I want to get some good Bigfoot stories out there as well. Or maybe encounters that you have had with someone that just doesn't seem quite right. Almost like they are wearing a human suit and you just know that something creepy about this person that's just not right. Once again, thank you to all the listeners who submitted these tales. Thanks to everyone, frankly, for supporting the show. These last two years, two seasons, 
thank you and i hope that you continue to stick with us and support us and uh leave nice reviews and everything it's always so helpful if you'd like to submit your own story or you have a guest suggestion or you just want to say hi i want to hear from you write it out with as much detail and email talking strange at denofgeek.com if you can also record the story or record video and you can send it in for us to share and hey look include any artwork or photos you can if they help tell the story i am aaron sagers this has been talking strange and happy new year happy 2024 i look forward to a, another year of fun unusual creepy and spooky stories and interviews until next time you know what i say say it along with me be kind stay spooky and keep it weird Talking Strange is a part of the Den of Geek Network, available wherever you listen to other podcasts. If you like what we're doing, share Talking Strange with your friends and fellow spooky nerds. And please, subscribe, rate, and leave a nice review. If you have a strange or paranormal story you would like to share with us, please email talkingstrange at denofgeek.com for a chance to have it read on a future episode. For video episodes of Talking Strange, check out twitch.tv slash denofgeektv and youtube.com slash denofgeekus. And please follow at TalkStrangePod on Twitter and at Aaron Sagers on Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon for more paranormal pop culture content. Mm-hmm.